My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today, it's the WR177, and we start off the WWE May Young Classic 2018. But before we do anything, and I'm so excited that we're going to do it now, uh, let's start with the alternate intro. Always aim high, work hard, and care deeply about what you believe in. And when you stumble, keep faith. And when you're knocked down, get right back up, and never listen to anyone who says you can't or shouldn't go on. And that was an inspirational quote by Hillary Clinton. But now, the proper intro. Last year, WWE made history with their first all-woman tournament. 32 women were picked from around the world and the WWE Network played host to a show that you couldn't miss. From Candice LeRae and Tessa Blanchard to Shayna Baszler, it played host to great in-ring action. Best of all was saved for Ke- Best of all was saved for Kari Sane, who didn't have anything less than a four-star match and went on to win the entire thing. She now is, of course, the NXT Women's Champion. So would this year's competition be able to match or even take it to the next level? Well, it's a difficult ask, but we're hoping for it. And I'm looking forward to the May Young Classic. Of course, 2018, we, we enjoyed last year's competition. But we're going to start it off. So the dubbing up... Ah, fuck me. So we'll start it off, so the Dubbing Our Podcast present 2018. So first off, let's just go through all the competitors who are scheduled to compete, uh, the 32 women that we have, and we start off with Ariel Munro, and she is from the United States. Also from the US is Alison Kay. We've got Ashley Rain from the USA. Diona Peruzzo, also from USA. Hiroru Matsumoto from Japan. Ayo Shiari from Japan. Uh, Isla Dawn from Scotland. Jesse Elaban from US. Ginny from England. Casey Catanzaro from US. We've got, of course, Caitlin making a return. She's from USA. Karen Q from USA. Kavita Devi from India. Killer Kelly from Portugal. Lacey Lane from the United States. MJ Jenkins from US. And we've got Miko Satamora from Japan. Mercedes Martinez from US. Mia Yim, my pick from last year from South Korea. Nicole Matthews from Canada. Priscilla Kelly from the United States. Rachel Evers from US. Raina Gonzalez from the US. Rhea Ripley from Australia. Tanara Conte from Brazil. Tegan Knox from Wales. We've got Tony Storm from Australia. Vanessa Craven from Canada. Zia Brookside from England. Zia Lee from China. Zatara from Chile. 
and Zooks, Zooks, Zeusis? Zeusis? Zeusis, Zeusi from Puerto Rico. All right, so we know the competitors and where they're from, so let's have our picks. So I've picked Io Shiara. I hope I pronounced that right. I looked up the pronunciation in the week. Io Shiara, uh, Kavita Devi, and Isla Dawn. But just a little bit about Kavita Devi quickly. She was born in a small town located in Marvi district of Jind. And began, uh, being a daughter of a former police officer, she completed her studies in 2004 with a university called La Matera Lucknow. Kavita Devi joined a weightlifting academy uh, located with her hometown to begin a weightlifting training at the age of 20, having been counselled by her brother. She's also attained a police post uh, under the sporting fee in 2008. According to Dali, he had been assured of promotion to his post as a police officer. In 2010, Dali had decided to give up returning completely to weightlifting at the same time to be able to take care of her child and start a career in mixed martial arts, being a former champion in the sport. And on February 24th, 2016, entered the school of the great Carly at the Continental Wrestling Entertainment to begin training as a professional fighter. So there you go. So she went to the Great Carly School of Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So basically, she's going to come in and just palm strike a load of people on the head. Well, she might do, but that's why she's my pick. I'm really impressed with her. Of course, Isla Dawn from Scotland and Eosha, one of the best in the world. What about your picks, Dan? Um, I've got Tony Storm, Zia Brookside, and Ariel Monroe. Um, and just a little bit about Zia Brookside. WWE May Young Classic competitor Zia Brookside spoke with TV Insider about evolving her look as a wrestler. WWE signing page and more. And here are some of the highlights. Seeing, a, seeing WWE sign page at a young age, and Brookside is 19, by the way. Oh, wow. I was so excited hearing Paige got signed. She was a female wrestler, kind of in the same boat as me. She was a second-generation wrestler from a British family. As soon as she came over, she got me thinking, hey, I can do that too. I can go out there and make a name for myself, and here I am. And about evolving as a wrestler and changing up her hair colours. When I first started wrestling, I was just a plain blonde. I went through a grey phase, and I started to find myself... I found that I was bubbly, outgoing character. Then I dyed my hair bright pink. Then it has been growing from then on, and now my image is, hey, look at me, I'm a little bit crazy. That's what has built me up wrestling. I look back at my first match now, and I think about all I've done. I've done all this now and improved so much in the ring. I feel like I've improved outside the ring too, mentally. Travelling the world can take its toll on your body and I feel like it's progressed and I feel like I've progressed since then. And if there's any expectations from my father and NXT trainer Robbie Brookside, I think <laughs> the biggest thing he said to me is that there is no expectation. There's no expectation for him that I have to live up to. There is just the extra pressure added on. And do what you have been doing and have fun. And about signing with WWE, who doesn't want a WWE contract? I'm ready now. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think it is a dark horse in the competition. You know, Robbie Brookside, we know, I mean, tell us a little bit about Robbie Brookside for everybody that doesn't know. I mean, I first saw Robbie Brookside <laughs> on World of Sport, on a World of Sport video, VHS. Uh, I can't remember who he's wrestling against. I think it might have been Fit Finlay. So, you know, them two obviously go way back and, you know, he's, He's one of the early British, well, not yeah. early British wrestlers, but he's one of the great British wrestlers to yeah. come through. And we hope that he still has got exactly the same style as that as we see him compete. Uh, just talk about points quickly. We're going to do a point system like we did uh, last year for the May Young Classic. So it'll be one point each round you go, one point to eliminate each other, 
two points for the winner of the tournament as well. So whoever goes far, I mean, we could uh, accumulate as many points as we can. At one point each round you go, so how many you advance. One point eliminating each other, because that's always fun. I mean, in the Cruiserweight Classic, we go back three, two, three years now. In the semi-finals, you had three picks in there. I had one. So And you eliminate my guys as they went along now. So it all goes towards the bonus points and prediction leagues. I mean, Dan, explain prediction leagues for anybody that's never listened before. The prediction league, we've got three leagues going. We've got the WWE pay-per-views where we get a point for whoever wins that. We've got the NXT prediction league who, again, we get a point for whoever who predicts the most correct matches. And we've got a bonus league as well. And that is just for various points if we get a perfect score and other little side games like the May yeah. Young Classic. And this is exactly what it comes to life with now. The bonus points come into play during the May Young Classic all throughout the tournament. And I, I can now exclusively reveal on the WNR podcast that we will bring you a May Young Classic podcast every two weeks leading up to the very first women's pay-per-view, which is uh, Evolution on my birthday, 28th October. So we'll be bringing you May Young a classic every two weeks from that and like so look at the points bonus points wise it's so close when it comes to uh i think we're level when it comes to nxt and pay-per-views it is 10-9 to you in bonus points so i mean everything to play for and at the end of the year we go towards we tally up all the points that we got and then the winner will be the winner of the year the true king of the dominant podcast well, as, as well as like the year-end predictions as well that we made oh yeah back in late december last year <laughs> Uh, I've completely forgotten all uh, most of my picks there, but we've only got four months, three months, three three months now. Yeah, I mean the year is is closing down fast. We'll be doing it on our New Year's Eve special. Doing it the is points. yes, yes, and I've got to uh, go out and buy a t-shirt for James to wear. Well, the loser has to wear a t-shirt of the winner's choice, and of course last year Dan did lose. Uh, I went two on overall in years, not that we're counting, and Dan had to wear the Enzo Mori t-shirt he's wearing right now through the, basically the whole year of the podcast, and actually you're kind of enjoying it now, aren't you? I, I've embraced it, it's become like a lucky charm to me now, <laughs> and you know, it was a bit of a talking point when we went to watch Raw yeah. earlier this year. Yeah, we did get told off a couple of times for wearing it, but... Well, for Dan for wearing it, of course, I mean, I just, you know, said he supported everything that Enzo does, so... It's what we do, but let's get back to the May Young Classic. So that was uh, points. So now we've discussed points. Now it's time to find out the bracket. And uh, we'll, we've got the chart that we've got ourselves, but Bracketology was on the network on the 29th of August. And Beth Phoenix taking us through the brackets. Brackets plus Triple H was interviewed. We'll get to the Triple H interview in a minute. But let's just go through the brackets. We've announced all 32. So let's just go through each, each match starting on the top left-hand side of the chart. So we've got Miko Satamora versus Killer Kelly. We've got Ashley Rain versus Mercedes Martinez. We've got Lacey Lane versus Vanessa Craven. We've got Tanara Conti versus Jesse Elaban. You've got Dan's pick, Tony Storm, going against Ginny. We've got Rachel Evers going against Hiroyu Matsumoto. We've got Mia Yim versus Alison Kay. We've got Caitlin going against James's pick, Kavita Devi. I'm not happy that Kavita Devi has been drawn against Caitlin to start. Uh, then we've got Tegan Knox versus Zatara. We've got Isla Dawn, which is... you gone for Matthews? Yeah, I've got oh. Dawn. We've got Isla Dawn, which is James's other pick, uh, going against Nicole Matthews. We've got Rhea Ripley versus MJ, MJ Jenkins. We've got KC Catan is Rhea Gonzalez. You've, Raina Gonzalez. You've got my pick, Io Shara versus Dan's pick, Zia Brookside in first round action. <laughs> so there's a point there up for grabs already. We've got Zeus X, Zeus. Yeah. 
Against Ariel Monroe, which is my pick. Yes, and uh, Deanna Perazzo versus Priscilla Kelly. And we've got Karen Q versus Zia Lee. So, I mean, that throws it up. I mean, what is really interesting is that Kavita Devi, my pick, and Tony Storm, your pick, on the left. So we can avoid our other two for now. It's fantastic that in first round action we are getting to face each other off. So we'll get a point who goes through to the next round. The point, obviously, for beating the other one as well. So it, it is literally all to play for as we do that. Uh, and we talked about the Triple H interview. Mario Ronaldo asked Triple H about the roster of this year's May Young Classic. Triple H said he was blown away last year f- from the first tournament. They weren't sure how many women they could find for the tournament, but this year's tournament is the next level. He revealed that it was hard to get all the competitors last year because some of them were not available due to bookings, etc. But this year, everybody was waiting for the May Young Classic. According to Triple H, this year's roster is a whole nother level. Yeah, I mean, Beth Phoenix next asked why it was so important for the game to see e- women equal to men in the WWE. Well, Triple H said he wants someone who has passion and desire for the ring to have an opportunity and a platform to showcase themselves. Well, he wasn't sure before if the fans were ready for something like this, but he surely are now, and they're screaming for it. May Young Classic will be another example of women showcasing their passion by knocking it out of the park. And Triple H was asked where he sees the women going in the future. Well, to the, the kitchen. No, well, the coup of the WWE thinks they can go anywhere they want to. He explained how performers like Beth Phoenix don't see the impact they can have on a young generation. As a previous generation of wrestlers influenced a new one, all these women are going to influence young ones watching. And it is true. You know, you talk about the people who are influenced by Lita and Trish Stratus who are wrestling nowadays, people like Bailey. Uh, and We've it even got the likes of Zia Brookside being influenced by... Page, who you know again herself entered the ring you know she's still got a good positive role yeah. in wwe no exactly and, and someone like maybe aj lee as well who people might not associate as much now because wwe don't like, really like showing it but her size was really one of the small women to actually compete and would never probably have had the chance if it wasn't for someone like aj lee having you know an opportunity there but anyway, on this show, part one, round one, we're going to watch episode one, which was September 5th, and episode two, two. which was September 12th. So let's start the May Young Classic. Last year, 32 women made history by competing in the inaugural May Young Classic. I can't believe this is finally happening. Oh. For some, there was despair. For others, glory. We are down now to our final four. Oh, there it is. And there's a tap. Fraser goes to the finals. Kyrie Singh will meet Santa Fraser at the finals of the May Young Classic. Tonight, we witness the evolution. Only one will become the winner of the inaugural May Young a grueling battle, it was a sensational Kyrie Sane who prevailed. And Kyrie Sane has been Shayna Baszler to win the first ever Million Classic. Women's wrestling in WWE has never been stronger. Now, a new crop of elite talent enter their names into the fray, all with one dream. It means the world to every single woman in that locker room, including me. One goal. It's what I need to do and it's what I'm going to do. 
to become the winner of the 2018 May Young Classic. October 28th at WWE Evolution, the first ever all-women's pay-per-view, which is going to have the finals of the May Young Classic. Who will have what it takes? Find out tonight as the competition kicks off with four exciting matchups. The May Young Classic begins now. So there we go. We get a promo uh, about last year. And uh, you just heard it now. We are live in the Full Sail Arena. I mean, we basically talked about everything there is to talk about. So let's start our first round action. And our first match is Zatar versus Tegan Knox. My God. And much like last year in previous tournaments, we get a little video package of each of the wrestlers. But uh, seeing as we're going to start off, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll start off with Zatara, Okay. So she is five foot two from Santiago, Chile, and her style is Lucha Libra. She is known for her high progressive ringing style. Zatara comes to the May Young Classic, preceded by a ruthless reputation. Debuting in February 2008, the masked luchadora has captured titles throughout South America and counts wrestling in Mexico City's world famous arena, Mexico, as one of her proudest accomplishments. Believe in the end justifies her means, the opportunity. The opportunistic 26-year-old is willing to go extreme lengths to snare victory. For her foes, it often means an unrelenting migraine in the morning after tussling with Zatara, courtesy of the running knee strike she uses to pummel him into the back of the head. So we've just seen uh, Tegan Knox come out here. Dan, what about Tegan? Well, there might not be another athlete in the May Young Classic with more upside than Wales's Tegan Knox. With an exciting daredevil ring style that is impossible to ignore, the 23-year-old Phenom joined the WWE Performance Centre in 2017 and was slated to take part in the inaugural May Young Classic until a devastating ACL tear suffered in training prevented her from competing. Known for being able to deliver vicious match-ending Shining Wizard knee strike from practically any angle inside the ring, Knox has been ordained the girl with the shiniest wizard. And thanks to a new titanium knee brace, the moniker is more appropriate now than ever. Looking to put a Young career on the fast track. Tegan now plans to use her dreaded strike to carry her to the top of the May Young Classic. Well, it's an interesting matchup that we got here between Satara and Tegan Fox. Michael Cole Fox. was joined by Renee Young and Beth Phoenix on the competition table. Give W fans female dominant announce teams in the company's history. Do you reckon she's related to Mike Knox? She she might be. She might be. Uh, we talked about. Zatara represent Lucha Libre Wrestling with traditional gold and black masks. They shook hands like good sports before locking up. So here we go. Very first match of the May Young Classic. Zatara versus Tegan Knox. And Tegan Knox must be one of the favourites going into this. And uh, collar and elbow tarp to start. Abs the arm. It's another 32 women or another you know, few names we're going to have to learn. Their stars and what they can do in a ring. We already talked about Zatara with the running knee. You've got to be careful. Well, both women feeling each other out early on, both working on the arm, trying to get the uh, the upper hand in this, so to speak. Well, it's vital, isn't it, to get off to a strong start in tournaments like this. You know, we are going to see favourites, and like we talk about dark horses as well, as uh, the competition continues. 16 match first round that we are going to have. It's going to be a, a fun-filled women's wrestling extravaganza on the way to the very first ever women's pay-per-view. We are definitely going to get a feel here. You can see that brace on the right knee of Tegan. Oh, Tegan was a very strong favourite, like I said, last year and in going into this year's tournament as well. As Zatara would love to knock her off, 
She seems very confident in her own abilities. Comes well in, but Knox managing to dodge that. Deep arm drag, drag takedown followed by a second. Oh. Already has this as takedown. And a nice drop kick there. Sending Zatara to the outside. He's just going out there for a bit of a break. Yeah, just going to go out there. Just, uh, you know, get her bearings back. Make sure she's uh, not on, not going to get eliminated too soon. And Knox 619 in back in the ring. Oh, Knox showing Zatara that she can uh, wrestle like a luchador. Oh, she wants to shake hands again. Saying she was impressed with what Knox could do. Oh, and I take it Zatara's the heel in this one. Well, kick to the gut, trying to take an advantage. Rolls under the legs of Knox and hits a drop kick. And just like that, a little bit of unsportsmanlike behaviour. Unsportswoman's-like behaviour. Zatara now is on top, got the legs of Knox. Well, she's going to work over that um, previously injured leg. You got to th- you got to think this is the biggest opportunity for all you know every single woman in this tournament, and each one of them would have scouted their opponent. You know, they would watch bracketology, and they would have known what was ahead of them. And like you said, Zatar would have looked at Tegan Knox and the injury that she had, and would have focused on the knee. You'd be foolish not to, really, wouldn't you? You know, especially with with the stakes that, that they are. You're guaranteed to get an opportunity in WWE. And look at last year's winner, Kari saying she is now NXT Women's Champion. So it just proves where you can go, even in a year in WWE. But ACLs, have you ever had an injury like that before? I've torn my ACL. And, yes. ha- and how, <laughs> how was it? It's still not recovered now. <laughs> I can't go ice skating or rollerblading. No, and at the moment, neither can Tegan Knox because she's stuck in the middle of this ring with the lead lock in by Sitara. But Tegan getting to that bottom rope, getting a break. Tegan Knox, though, managing to fight out of the submission. She's making a bit of a comeback now. Knocks down Zatara with a clothesline. Hits another one. Sends her into the turnbuckle. Feeling that knee, trying to get some uh, energy back in. It comes running in. Big forearm. Goes to the outside. Zatara comes running in. She gets a step-up kick to the head. And now Tegan's going off top. Flying cross body. One, two. Oh. oh. Zatara managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, you got to think how much that injury is bug- bug- bugging Tegan Knox, And even if she does manage to get by Zatara in this one, how much will an impact will it have when you consider we've got to go through five matches to actually become the winner? Oh, and a missile drop kick from Zatara off the top. Sending Zia to the corner. Uh, sending Tegan to the corner. Sorry, Zia. What am I going for Zia? Big knee, and that is it. She know- She's known for hitting it. Goes for the cover. This is over. Oh. No. Tegan managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, showing her toughness, but I thought that was it then. Zatara, with everything she had, maybe took a little bit of time, but now she's saying it is over. Going to look to put away Tegan Knox. She comes, another running knee. Oh, but Knox ducks it. Oh. Shining wizard. One. One. Two, three. And Tegan Knox advances. Well, you said she hits the shiniest of shining wizards, and she did then to get the victory. Impressive there by Tegan. Had to fight through the pain, but she gets the victory, and she's the first woman to advance to the second round of the tournament. Dan, what do you think of that match? You know, I know it's it's the nerves of being the first match of the first round, you know, in, in the, the first one coming up on the tournament. 
it wasn't anything to write home about. I know you can see the storyline knee coming into this and, you know, it's obviously going to be a problem for Knox going through the competition. But it wasn't, you know, I didn't see anything outstandingly spectacular. No, yeah, it was, it was an all right start, wasn't it? Like I said, it told a story more than it had great wrestling involved. I do like the international feel of tournaments like this, and I do like the tournament, um, the way it goes, because this match is going to go. We're going to have another three, you know, you're going to have four matches in an hour, so we've got another three to go. You're probably going to see quite short ones until and they get given a chance later on, don't they, you know? So, yeah. um like we said, the, the Welsh lass has gone through. Tegan Knox has beat Zatara. And, uh, yeah, first woman through to the next round. And she will face the winner of Isla Dawn or Nicole Matthews. Yeah, so my pick will face, uh, <laughs> obviously, my pick. If she gets through. She will get through. If. I've, I've got all faith. Knox. And look who's in the crowd as well. A lot of people here tonight. We see Ember Moon and Alexa Bliss in the crowd. You know, Shayna Baszler, you know, my, my lady comes and makes a show, you know, breaking character and that to come out and support these women coming through. Where's Shayna Baszler, you know, last year's runner-up, uh, she's former NXT Women's Champion. She'll be, won't she? You know she will. Rhea Ripley. Right, so up next then we've got Rhea Ripley versus MJ Jenkins. Uh, Dan, which one do you, do you want in this one? I want TJ Perkins. Uh, sorry, MJ Jenkins. MJ Jenkins. I'll let you have MJ Jenkins. Uh, and seeing as I'm a gentleman, I'll let you go first, seeing as I went first last time. We'll have... Yeah, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. One of the interesting facts about Rhea Ripley, she was in the May Young Classic last year, and she's hoping to do a lot better now. Well, a protege of WWE Hall of Famers, Johnny Rods... MJ Jenkins had plenty of world-class training even before joining the WWE Performance Center earlier this summer. With a spring-loaded offense that kept foes from New England to the Dominican Republic on their heels, Jenkins ascended the ranks of the independent scene en route to earning her WWE contract. Brooklyn native knows how to get the job done when the bell rings and the glitzy competitors universally feared the gory... <coughs> The glitzy competitors universally feared gory neckbreaker is one of the most de- debilitating moves in the tournament. To be blunt, Jenkins is good, and she knows it. Or as Jenkins likes to say, my style is unique and my skills are on fleek. Well, MJ Jenkins just making her way out here looking very, very impressive. Now, of course, we've got Jessica Carr in there as well. Uh, she was started refereeing last time, didn't she? So we all know about her. And MJ Jenkins to get a handshake for Ray Ripley as we start things off. So Ray Ripley, five foot seven from Adelaide, South Australia, and she's a powerhouse. Twenty one Ripley is one of the fastest ro- ro- Twenty one year old Ray Ripley is one of the fastest rising athletes at the W Performance Centre. She entered last year's May Young Classic as the youngest competitor in the field and made it to the second round where she gave trans Tasmanian rival Dakota Kyle all that she could handle. Now the Aussie standout returns in the classic as a more seasoned and cutthroat grappler. No longer looking to simply fit in, the ultra-aggressive and terrifying strong Ripley has embraced the truth. That spells bad news for anyone who faces her in action. She already had the physical goods to stand toe-to-toe with any superstar in sports entertainment. With her new take-no-prisoners attitude, help propel Rhea to victory in this year's tournament? I mean, I don't know. She's kind of... Don't know. I mean, if if Carmelo had the Shania Basler gimmick, that's probably what she'd look like. I mean, that's the only way I can really explain Freya Ripley at this moment in time. 
as we start off. And I like MJ Jenkins because she's nice and bright. We don't really see characters like this. Miami. We've got the pink. And where's Ray Ripley? Fluorescent pink. Yeah, exactly. I like the fluorescent pink and Ray Ripley there. Got the darkness, looks a bit emo. And she goes for an arm drag, but Jenkins catches her. Oh, Jenkins is on top so far. Bounce off the second rope and another arm drag takedown. And Rhea Ripley's struggling for traction so far. Oh, she might be caught off by Jenkins, but managing to throw MJ on the apron. Goes for a big right, but gets blocked. Jenkins oh. looking to springboard in and gets caught with a drop kick from Ripley. Sent to the way for Finn Matz below. And Rhea Ripley maybe last year would have stayed in, but this time going to go outside. Try and take advantage of the situation. Situation. Goes in for the cover of MJ, but only at one. One. And we know Jess Carr's one of the best referees out there. So she's going to have her eye on the ball in this one. And now Ray, aggressive style, throwing her down into the canvas. Lovely drop kick to the face. Going to cover. Get the two. Two. Well, Ripley, even though she's young, does not seem phased in this one. Clubbing blows to MJ. MJ trying to fight back with forearms, but having little to no effect. And just one clubbing blow by Ripley just sends MJ down. And Ripley's standing tall as MJ's struggling to get to her feet. Just got hold of her head. Irish whip. Oh, and just a thunderous clothesline. Goes for a cover. Two. No, kick out by MJ. Uh, I do like um, Ray Ripley's facials at this moment in time. Because she's focused more on the crowd and the camera. She kind of knows the position. You can definitely see she's from the kind of performance centre where she told what the spots are you got to have a look you got to look at. At this moment it's hard to be a bit worried for her because she has been like in control from the very early going, which you might consider so might we be a kind of So we didn't have a call in the last match. Who are we gonna call in this match? Uh to where I've got to say MJ. Like like I just said, you know, getting beaten down like this, in control. I'm going for Rhea. We've Rhea seen Ripley. we've seen it before with uh, you know, looking elsewhere, getting a bit too overconfident and then suddenly victory out of everywhere. A facey Tegan Knox win, and we can't have facey MJ going against facey Tegan Knox, so we're going to want Rhea Ripley going against Well, they're not, are they? Uh, the winner of is the Dawn versus Nicole Matthews facing oh, Knox. Oh, it will be, wouldn't it? Yep, Casey Canzaro oh, or Reyna. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying what it uh, is. Delayed vertical, very delayed vertical suplex there from Ripley. One, two. She's strangely attractive as well. Well, yeah, Casey Canzano versus Reyna Gonzalez will face the winner of this one. Nice kick out. Oh. And MJ shows she's got strength and power, but now being cool. Oh, my word. What's she doing, James? Oh, I think this is the abdominal stretch that uh, Ray Ripley's got in on MJ Jenkins. Who is it made famous by, Dan? I don't know, James. You're you're the genius on moves. Who, who made it famous? Well, it, I'm going to go for a guess. I'm going to say Wilfred Schnodler. Nearly. Nearly. You're so close. Wilbur Schneider. Calls back in the 1930s, coming out of that move. He first used it on the bear. Uh, so on a we... bear or the bear? No, 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 no it's a bear. Just the... They used to wrestle bears back then. Grizzly. Yeah, yeah. Big Grizzly Pete was a champion mm. for a couple of years of the NWA. Not many people talk about it now, but it's one of those facts. But Rhea Ripley is in complete control of this match. Is Jenkins trying to get out of this, trying to get the crowd behind her. Managed to get out of a hitlock takedown. Comes flying towards, but just gets planted face first into the mat. Ripley goes for cover. Two. No, kick out. Uh-huh. And Ray Ripley has been one step ahead of MJ Jenkins. 
throughout this whole match, but she can't keep it down. We're seeing Jenkins' spirit now. I'm starting to get a bit annoyed with Rhea Ripley. She's always looking at the camera or facing the camera. That's what I'm saying. She's old. That's what she has to do. Yeah, I know, but not everyone focuses on the camera. It's like I think she's too focused on it. And she's still young. She's still learning. This is what we're going to see in the May Young Classic as well. It's going to be interesting. We had like kind of international feel of the last one, even though Rhea Ripley, of course, is from Australia. She's still learning the performance. Set. She's going to be one of these that we're going to see in a few years' time when they properly develop. And Ray Ripley's been taunting uh, MJ, just pushing her head away. And then Jenkins gets up to a vertical base and just delivers a spinning close, well, back elbow. Yeah, that was really nice by Jenkins. Now hits another back elbow and using those strikes well. Ducking under Ray Ripley. Shoulder block takedown. Trying to get the crowd into it. She's making a good comeback. She shakes around. Shimmy, James. Shimmy. As she's shimmering. Shimmering. Comes running into the corner. I think she'd be good with Seamus because they both got that ginger mohawk <laughs> style going on. You see what I mean? And Ray Ripley comes running in. MJ rolls out of the way, ducks on the apron, step up in security to the face. And now MJ's trying to get the crowd into it. She springboards off the top with a seated missile drop kick. And, you know, Seamus is known as the Great White. What could MJ be known as? Well, she's going for the cover here. She might be known as the May Young Classic winner come the end of this tournament, Dan. She's very impressive. Hit the drop kick, went for the cover, but Ray Ripley kicked out. Ah. And now MJ thinking, I've oh, just made my comeback. I give it my all. Can I put this woman down, this powerhouse from Australia? She's getting the crowd behind her, which you've got to be impressed with MJ. It's more than uh, I would say Tegan Knox done in the last match. I don't know if you would... Agree with me I there. think with Knox, she got more of the sympathetic vote, though. And I think, oh my God, I was about to say MJ trying to take out Ray Rip with a kick. Oh, Ray had dodged it, hit the pump handle into the set out powerbomb. Gets a victory there. Impressive by Ray Ripley, Dan. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, this match was a. I don't know, I think it's a lot similar kill to it. There was, again, nothing overly top impressive. But, you know, obviously the first round nerves are going to gonna be kicking in for everyone. And, you know, this is a lot of these times, first time on, you know, kind of WWE TV with a big, huge crowd. So there's going to be a bit of uh, nerves there. But, again, you know, it was a solid, it, it wasn't, you know, disastrous. I think it was a step up from the first match that we saw. I think there was a lot more uh, excitement in it. I, I quite enjoyed uh, MJ's comebacks in this match and it's good that we actually saw uh, Ray Ripley being involved and looking very competitive and getting the job done you know will she be the Shania Basler this year she gets her hands raised and then keeps talking smack to MJ there might be a chance she can make it all the way through but she is our second woman through it is Ripley and like we say will she will face uh, the winner of Casey Canzano or Reina Gonzalez uh, but two matches down the May Young and uh, it's just what I thought. It's what kind of like tournament because it comes along before it really gets out of hand. You know what I mean? We're not going to get bored of anything. We've got to get through the first round of matches uh, as we move on to our next one and straight away. So up next is Vanessa Craven versus Lacey Lane. I mean, the third bout of the evening is a complete mismatch. The six foot Vanessa Crane is the largest Craven is the largest competitor in the tournament while Lacey Lane is a foot shorter and almost 100 pounds lighter. <laughs> So which one do you want? Do you want the uh, big Vanessa Craven or do you want the little Lacey Lane? 
I'll go for the little Lacey. All right, I'll have Vanessa Craven, so I'll go first in this one. So our next match is Craven versus Lane, and you all want to know about Vanessa Craven. Well, here you go. Six foot two from Montreal, Quebec, and she is a brawler. The 2018 May Young Classic has its share of physically imposing combatants, but there is only one mountain that towers over the field, Vanessa Craven. Pigtail Pugilist has dominated competition for more than 14 years, including her native Canada, the United States, and Japan. Never want to shy away from physical contact, Craven was the only girl in her elementary school to play tackle football with the boys. As the first girl to play baseball in her district's little league, she also used to break down barriers. Now she spends most of her time breaking down opponents inside the square circle. Whether with her lethal overhand chops that sound like a crack of a whip, or her favourite move, the cliffhanger choke bomb, did sit out choke slam. We've seen them come out now, and here comes Lacey Lane. Tell me more about Lacey Lane, Dan. Well, she is five foot two. She's from Winter Park, Florida, and her style is Lucha Strong Style. And Lacey Lane is without doubt one of the best all-round athletes in the May Young Classic. The newly signed WWE Performance Center recruit was a member of the 2012 NCAA Division II Championship basketball team at Shaw University, where she graduated. Deciding to give wrestling a try, Lane studied the mat game under WWE Hall of Famers, the Dudley Boys, before joining the WWE Performance Center. Lane made waves on the independent scene, not just in the US, but also in Mexico, where she won championships and learned the art of lucha libre. Now combining the hard knocks teachings of Bubba Ray and Devon with the aerial tactics gained from her time in Mexico, Lane stands out as a must-watch competitor in this year's 32-woman tournament. My God. I tell you something, though, right? With uh, her hair tattoos and over-attitude, make her a good choice to play Sister Abigail if WWE decides to introduce the character as well. So that would be interesting. But Craven coming out here, and she is... I do like me a big, powerful woman, Dan, and I'm impressed with Craven's look here. The biggest woman in the competition. And dwarfs. <laughs> she does dwarf. I'm not going to lie. Over Lacey Lane. Craven in this match. <laughs> I don't know what you think, Dan. I mean, uh, she's very impressive as the referee uh, checks her out right now. Uh, I think I'll have to go Lane as well. Uh, well I'm, Lane, I'm going so Craven. I mean, <laughs> look, at, look, at the t- look at the handshake. I'm going to have to go Craven as well. <laughs> well, she is... Um, Lacey Lane is smaller than the referee, so she's got a lot to do, but she can play basketball. So that means she can jump high and hit fast. It's going to be speed versus power. But Rey Mysterio's beating the big show. That is true, and Lane's trying to dodge out a Craven with the kicks. Uh-oh, gets caught in the corner. Oh, but Lane managing to <laughs> dodge out, looking oh. for a roll-up, but <laughs> Craven just shakes her off, goes for a kick. Lane ducks it and dodges. Oh, tries the crucifix, tries the pin, nearly gets stomped on. Craven getting annoyed by how fast Lane is. Nice kicks, keeping Craven, but not yet. <laughs> Cohen blows in the corner, but one push from Craven sends Lane halfway across the ring. Well, Craven comes running in. Lane dodges. A nice kicks and strikes. It's got the arm of Craven. Here she comes running. Oh. oh. She fucked that right up. Yep, that was a proper bodge. Botch. Well, at least she tried second to the top to the second. I think she was uh, trying a bit too hard. Yeah, then slips. And now, that was nice. A handstand heel kick. Craven on the outside. Here comes Lane. Oh, cartwheeling over. Craven sweeping the legs. Kick to the head. 
Well, now here comes Lane running off the apron. Oh, gets caught by Craven though. Oh my God! Picks her up, slams her down on the corner of the ring apron. And now pick her up. But Lane getting hung up the trio woe on the top rope. Oh my God! Just word. slapping away at the stomach and a kick to the head. Well, the mountain really enjoying this. And now she puts Lacey Lane in the corner. And her boot is right on Lane's face. There was no respect here. Oh! <laughs> Cannonball into the corner. One, two, three. Oh! oh! No, Lane managing to kick out. Ah. Well, I thought that was that. And Lane showing her spirit. This Craven's got a hold of Lacey Lane's head. Oh, my God. God, and the huge chops. It's like a frying pan into Lane's chest. And look at her, she's smirking, Dan. Oh, James, she has got a smile on her face. Well, this is uh, pretty sadistic now by Craven. Oh, my God, she's got Lane up. Trying to powerbomb her. No, she's just got her over the shoulder for a submission. Well, it's like a dominator torture rack. Just squeezing away. And the fans trying to get behind Lacey Lane this one. Oh, Lane managing to kick off the... This is the cliffhanger choke bomb. No. Somehow, Lane managing to fight out of it. She's going to be caught in that move and comes running again. Gets caught with a kick down. Oh, chops the big tree down. Craven dodges one and she gets all cocky about it. Gets caught with a kick to the chest. Sent back into the corner. Followed up by a big forearm from Lane. Now Lane getting more momentum. Comes running in. Oh, oh running knee a la CM Punk. And now forearm strikes, and one might hurt, but it's just constant. Craven holding on to that top rope, though, saying she ain't going to go anywhere. Gets pushed away, but Lane backwards rolls. Comes straight back on the offense. Gets caught by the arm and a deep six. Oh, my God. Yeah, it hits it all. And, oh! Well, Lane managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Well, that hard impact, I thought that was job done. Craven getting a little bit frustrated now. And here comes Craven <coughs> running in. Back elbow by Lane. Another drop kick sends Lane down. Cannonball. But Lacey Lane moves out of the way. And Craven's in a crumpled mess on the floor. Back to her feet. Those strikes. Oh, she's faster than crying a punch. Lane dodging. Now she's going for the crucifix pin. One, two, three. Three. And oh. Lacey Lane with a surprise victory over a foot-taller competitor. Oh, my God. How did <laughs> she get the job done then? Craven got cool. Unbelievable. She's not happy about this. But there we go. Lane pulls it out. Dan, what are your thoughts? That was quite a very interesting match. I'm, I'm very impressed by Lacey Lane, to be honest. She's, you know, she done very well in this match. Obviously, against the odds as well, which... You know, it's it's obviously hard to overcome. But I was very impressed with Vanessa Craven as well. I thought it's uh, yeah, obviously. So, you know, there was a few moments there where she was uh, a bit sloppy. Looked like she had been at the school of great Carly, to be honest. <laughs> but, you know, again, it wasn't a terrible match. Not too bad there. Uh, I think the best match that we've seen all night, uh, for obvious reasons. He actually told a proper story, didn't it, between the two, of having, you know, um, 
the 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 underdog versus the the obvious giant. So I think that is a good thing, you know. But up next it is it is Miko Satamora versus Killer Kelly. Uh, I'll, do you want to do the the, the jab? Well, the fourth and final match featured two women fans may remember from different periods. Miko Satamora made some appearances at WCW in the 90s, while Killer Kelly made a WWE at the UK Championship Tournament earlier this year. So we've got Japanese versus Portuguese in this one. Well, Miko Satamora, she's five foot two from Nagata, Japan, and she is strong style. And meet the boss. Not the boss, the boss. The final goal. The last obstacle en route to victory. Miko Satomura, a competitor who has attained the highest available ranking in Japan, Yokozuna. As a result of a 23-year career that began when she was 15 years old, her kicks make opponents regret their career choices. F Valley Driver creates tremendous business for chiropractors. Satomura has put her blistering strikes to good use in the ring under some of the highest pressure imaginable. And as the founder of Sendai Girls Pro Wrestling, she has been a formidable advocate for women's wrestling in her own right. A living legend in every sense of the word, it is clear to anyone looking to win the Mae Young Classic will have to go through Satomura to do it. Mm. Good luck with that. My God. Well, we've just seen Funaki uh, and Ty Dillinger in the crowd watching the action as well. Like I say, she is from Japan, but five foot five from Lisbon, Portugal. We are talking about Killer Kelly. When a crowd deems you so vicious they dub you Killer in the middle of a match, you might have been a bit of an aggressive edge. Starting her career in her native Portugal where she faced only men, NXT UK superstar Killer Kelly was driven to especially ruthless inside the ring from day one. A former professional swimmer, Kelly moved to Germany to continue her wrestling training and it wasn't long before she turned into one of the most dangerous competitors. Thanks to Kelly's kick-heavy offence, the rest of the field will surely learn why her nickname is so fitting. Don't call me Shirley. And we've got to look out as well for her dragon sleeper in this one. But like we said, this is a classic matchup between a veteran and a newcomer. Kelly has only two years experience, but can she pull off the shock here? We'll have to wait to find out. Well, Miko Satamora drawing a huge cheer from the crowd. Yeah, that is not bad. She's coming out here. The veteran... Because people might not know she's Oscar's mother as well. So there's a connection. Oh, <laughs> what? Too racist. Oh, come on. What racist. were you doing during MJ Jenkins' match, Dad? Come on. Is <laughs> that fair? Well, she is a Yokozuna. <laughs> she is She's indeed. not related to Roman Reigns. No, she's not. She's a Yokozuna. But what is a Yokozuna, Dan? A Yokozuna is the highest rate you can get in a sumo wrestler. So the winner of this will face Ashley Rain versus Mercedes Martinez. So it means on the first episode of May Young, we haven't had any of our uh, picks yet. But like we say, we're going to have two... Two episodes in this one, and then in two weeks' time, bring in other two. So there's still a lot going in this main classic, the main event for the first round. I don't think it's been a bad episode. It's gone along really quickly, hasn't it? You know, it has flown by, yes, and uh, I've I've enjoyed it. It's it's been a, a nice soft start. It's yeah. been anything too you know too much to take in, but for this match, for some reason, I'm going to go for Miko Satomura. Mm, I'm just not sure. I've got some back Killer Kelly in this one. A victory over a veteran like Satomura is going to be huge for Killer, and part of the NXT UK division as well. She'd obviously want to look at that down the line, but she can, can she make a huge impact? I'm not used to having dance fair through her hair. It's weird, man. But anyway, they shake hands to start, and here we... The last match in episode one of the May Young Classic... Kelly likes the strikes as well, so this might be an interesting matchup. 
striking wise, is that more maybe impressive the kicks trying to knock out one? We see Killer Kelly just trying to test the uh, the calf and the hamstring. We're going to try and tie up now. Oh my word! Satamuro very quick and gets down like a Kimura lock. Killer Kelly to a credit though, getting up, getting the go behind, taking down Satamura. Was Satamura kicking out? Oh. She doesn't seem that fast. She's been there, done that. You know, like I say, she's the most... We've just seen the biggest woman in the tournament getting uh, beaten in our last match, and now we've got the most experienced competitor. If she has been there, done that. But I, th- I, you know, I think along the lines of Killer Kelly, yeah, she may be a good talent, but there's too many women that are MMA fighters with their gum shield, and it is getting a bit... Oh, God, another one. Well, this is what I thought during the Ray Ripley one as well. She's got enough different about her rather than the kind of MMA style, but it's that kind of same kind of character of coming in and not really caring and, you know, that aggressive type. There are other ways, and hopefully we're going to see it in the Mae Young Classic. Well, I know different type of characters. You know, I know, obviously, like, if we've been watching wrestling through the early 2000s, late 90s, and, you know, most women were just bubbly blondes who would have bra and panties mm. matches, you know, it is, that's kind of what we've been accustomed to. It is, it is good seeing, you know... The non-bubbly, non-blonde women. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm actually liking the uh, the Satamora kind of. You know, she's she's been around for a while. She's vastly experienced, and I think you know she can bring a lot of talent to this competition. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. We see a nice trading between Killer Kelly and Satamora, and we've Dragon Sleeper attempt block by Satamora, but now she just got caught with a huge kick. Kelly going to go for the cover, but Satamora managed to kick out. Oh. I mean, it's true what you say, really Styles, but you always going to compare. Like we talked about MJ Jenkins' last one, being compared to Naomi, because that's the only kind of character that we've got there, you know. And people like Ember Moon being in, involved in it as well. It's, it's different. You've got to kind of have... Yeah, but I think, you know, you've got it. the likes of Ember Moon. She's her own character. And, and Mia Yim, and Mia Yim. You've got Kari Sane and like, Oscar as well. You, you, I, you know would, what I mean? I would say that they're completely different characters as well. Just like uh, Satamura, she's a completely different character to Oscar and Kari Sane. Yeah, sees it like that. I think they go, well, we've got a couple of Japanese now. We've got a couple of this. This is what we're <laughs> yeah. going to go for, you know? But a nice uh, half Boston crab there, Satamura. Kelly Kelly went to grab the rope. She's turned it into a well, kind of STO there. STF. STF. I was going to say crossface, but... Didn't really want to get uh, cross involved face in that. locks the arm. Yeah. STF is a step through with uh, step through toe holder, something like that. Something. Well, Sat Boy knows how to hit it. We've got the forearm to the back of Killer Kelly. But, you know, again, with, with the likes of Killer Kelly, there are, you know, there's not a lot of difference between her. That one from the rights was Sarah Logan. Um, you know, the one from Paige's crew. Yeah, but you can say watered down Becky Lynch as well. You know what I mean? In that way. Well, but kinda... no, because. You know, just because she has a hair similarly, I don't think it's anything like Becky Lynch. Because Becky Lynch is her own character. Whereas, you know, you put her, Sarah Logan, and a few of the four women from MMA together, you know, they won't look too much different. I know Ronda Rousey's got her own character and her own personality, but Shane Basler hasn't. Yeah, but they've all been trained at the Performance Centre in that particular style. And this is where the argument happens, where are they all going to be the same cookie-cut type wrestlers? Or is there enough trainers there to treat, teach them a different style? I've got no problem with the four women of MMA 
Rousey, Basler and Co. having that same sort of style. That makes sense. But like you said, it confuses it when you've got people like Sonia Deville and other people like that who have got that. And it's about the characters and the style. If you're going to go that way, go that way. You know, like we're seeing it with uh, Killer Kelly. But I think you should differentiate the kind of the way they wrestled as well. You know, maybe different divisions. Like in UFC, you've got kind of straw weight and bantam weight for for the women, maybe you should do that in WWE. Have two two women's type championship, and then you got the kind of smaller kind of style, and you have got the kind of hard fighting that you got as well. It's all different options, you know. So with tag team divisions as well, it's not just one thing for women. So people say, oh, it's just the one title. There's other ways that it can work. This has been a great match between these two women as well. Trading blows looked like Killer Kelly was going to go for the killer kick, but got dodged by Satamora. Oh, with a lovely handspring like. Knee, well, cartwheel knee drop to the back of the head. And that was after a beautiful right hand and a kick to the face. Killer Kelly may be out getting put in position here. See, that's, you know, again with Satomura, she's a seasoned veteran. She's been around the town. She's been around, you know, the wrestling rings. So she's got her own kind of style that she's bringing into it. Whereas, you know, the younger women, Killer Kelly... They've come through the WWE Performance Center, so they're going to be, you know, they was probably trained next to Sarah Logan. And but and, and also, I think they're not looking to have a great match. They're looking to impress the people that are watching on, you know. I think it's that boy. She's out there just wow, going to have a fun match. She's got a dragon sleeper sitting on a rope. Well, referees counting it, because that's illegal, obviously, with the ropes. But Satmore's in an awful position. And Kelly Kelly's going to be more interested in what the people say backstage as opposed to Satmore with the fans and just how the match is going. Now she's in the corner, and here comes Killer Kelly to maybe end it. I see a bit of blood on Satamora. Well, that's her lipstick. Drop kick to the face. And that's why she's called Killer. Got up now, maybe Fisherwoman Suplex. Bridges out. One, two, three. Oh, now at the last second, Satamora kicks out. Ah. Well, that was the close kick I've seen. And now that is good visual there. By Killer Kelly cannot believe it. This is awesome, Charles. She's biting down the mouth guard. I'm not overly impressed. I think it's been really, really good. It's not been terrible, but... Oh, trying a German suplex gets blocked there. Oh, <laughs> Pele kick there. Lovely from Satamura. And now she's screaming, saying it's time to end it. Oh, finish her. Killer Kelly up on her shoulders. Bang. Oh. Death Valley driver. One, One two... two. Free. Very, very impressive by Satamora. Uh, will she be the Kari Sane of this year's tournament, having great matches throughout as she gets her way through the final? I don't know. Maybe a bit of an upset there, even though she is the veteran in this. She makes it through to the next round. And Killer Kelly, like, I think credit to Killer Kelly. I thought it was a great match. I really did. Let's see what happens here. And Satamora picking up Killer Kelly. Oh, that's nice. Oh, nice bit of respect. He's got the arm. Handshake. Go on, Killer. Take her out. Again, you know, no disrespect to Killer Kelly. She may be a good athlete in her own right, but, you know, you can put four or five different women in that same position that Killer Kelly was in and they'd have pulled out the same match. Oh, no, I think Killer Kelly... Um... She's not her own unique character, whereas Satomura, I mean, all the moves she pulled out were her own. Yeah, but they wouldn't, she wouldn't have been positioned in this if she she didn't need help. Like I say, it's a, it's a great choice by the WWE to put Kelly Kelly in this because it gives her, like I said, a good match as well. And I think there's a lot of potential for her as we go along. I mean, stuff, you know, when she nearly got the victory there, you saw her face 
That was a, a great way of telling us a story in this match. Nice bit of respect there towards the end. So I'm impressed that uh, Satamora there, obviously showing what she's all about. Very, very impressive. I gotta say that's my match of the night on this one. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been match of the night, and you know, again, don't want to take anything away from Killer Kelly, but Satamora, she's. If I'd have known about her coming into this tournament, I think I'd have put my chickens in her basket. Yes, well, we have. We you haven't though. Uh, our chickens are still in our eggs are still in our basket when it comes to our picks. Of course, we've got three picks each, and we will see them without shadow of doubt competing in the May Young Classic, but just not in the first episode. So let's move on to our second episode of May Young right now. What doesn't So, yes, it is episode two, September 12th. And the first match of the night is uh, Diona Peruzzo taking on Priscilla Kelly. And uh, Peruzzo was given a great intro by Michael Cole, who called her a virtuoso and one of the most sought-after indie talents before signing with NXT. Well, Kelly's only been in the business for three years on the indie scene, so she was looking to make a name for herself against the master of the armbar. And of course, we've got Michael Colvin, our young Beth Phoenix in commentary. So this first match of the night, Dan, who are you taking? Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla Kelly. Well, I'll go Diona Peruzzo. She's five foot three from Hackettstown, New Jersey. She's a kind of technical wrestler. If Diona Peruzzo advances to the May Young Classic final, there's a good chance she will leave her trail of broken arms in her wake. After all, Peruzzo has a reputation for doing just that on the independent scene where she polled her trade for joining the W Performance Centre this summer. The torn, up, the torn up limbs are owed to Peruzzo's favourite submission hold, the Fujiwa armbar. Through the virtuoso has no shortage of other arrows in her quiver. She may look calm and reserved on us. However, if you afford the technical whiz even the slightest of openings, you'll be trapped in her armbar, screaming in excruciating pain and with nowhere to go. Obviously going for Kelly. She's five foot five. She's from Moon's. She's from Moon Creek in Gainsborough. And her style is technical brawler. And making her pro debut a little over three years ago, 21-year-old Priscilla Kelly has already developed an ability to wage wicked mind games inside the ring. Though Kelly's equally capable of outgrappling her foes as she is at staggering them with stomps and strikes, her physical prowess is trumped by her penchant for dominating the physical, physiological struggle. She's known to employ a wide variety of controversial and unorthodox tactics to gain the edge. Kelly describes sport entertainment as calling that grasped as a calling that grasped my heart and pulled me in. Viewing wrestling as an escape that helped her take her mind off being bullied in her formative years, Kelly now gets ready to prove her doubters wrong by having an unforgettable showing in this year's May Young Classic. So it's going to be an interesting match up here, Peruzzo versus Kelly. Like we say, Kelly has uh, not been around that long, only three years as she's looking to uh, advance in May Young Classicals. We already had our first episode where four people had already gone through. And in this one here, in Peruzzo versus Kelly, the winner of this one will go on to face Karen Q or Zia Lee in the next round as well. So, And also, interesting enough, Ariel Monroe, your picks in action later, could face them 
in finals of the May Young Classic if it all goes according to plan for you. But here comes Perutso now. And we have seen her before in NXT. And the independent scene. And we've got to be careful. Well, I'm going to be watching out for that armbar here tonight. Getting quite a nice reaction as well from the crowd. Nice page. Oh, my word. Well, very, uh, what was, well, he might, I mean, I was thinking more Matisha Adams. Adams <laughs> family, uh, she's definitely got that look about her. Well, I wonder who's going to be the face and heel in this one. The evil-looking Kelly coming in. She's got glint in her eyes, staring over to Perazzo. And Joe's in the crowd, showing his appreciation for the women's action. There you go, Perazzo's going to off the hand. Oh, oh why don't you give her a high five? Slap the hand away. So Kelly's playing the hill in this one, I guess. Pritzo seems to be smirking at that. No, James, she hasn't got a cigarette in the gob. She's just got a smile on her face. So we go to fifth match in the Mae Young Classic. Starting off here. Nice calling over top to start. Kelly on the go behind. Snapmare takedown. But the arm gets grabbed. She's got to watch out for that food. You are at armbar. Oh, she's got to know how to manoeuvre her opponent around. She's got more experience as well. That was nice by Kelly grabbing a leg lock. Oh, my God. Perutso now getting out of this. She bridged up. That was nice. Escape. Like I said, the virtuoso of the May Young Classic this year. She may be one to watch. But not if Priscilla gets her own way and gets the victory. Kelly trying to have advantage at the night. Just too quick. You can tell this has been choreographed. Oh, yeah. They've definitely planned it in the locker room there. Both women trying to lock up. Pritzer gets underneath, gets a pin attempt, but Kelly kicks out. Uh-huh. Oh, my word. Kelly put the boot up but got caught by Pritzer. So slammed down and now looking for the armbar. But Priscilla getting to the bottom rope. The beautiful thing about the armbar, there's so many different ways of getting the hold in as well. You know, we can see Ronda Rousey's submission that she's got now, or Becky Lynch to disarm her in different ways. I liked how bad that Rio's way. Where's that? He flicked his legs over and whacked him down, bush. Well, this is the thing. If you get the grapevine in like that as well, it's very difficult to move, especially the opponent, on your arm, trying to get him out of the way. But a lot of wrestlers have gone for it, you know, even as silly as, like, you know, the Kimura lock, the Yes lock, you know, there's always variations of it. Do you like Priscilla Kelly, though? Well, Kelly is showing a little bit of aggressive here, aggression here. I think maybe a bit too much makeup for my liking. A bit too dark, but she's uh, a couple of slaps and chops in the corner. Slams down uh, Perutso. Then comes running in with the kind of Shining Wizard-esque kick. But can't get it down. And I can't. Oh. Now dragging sleeve for attempt by Kelly. She's got Jonah right in the middle of the ring here. I'm trying to fight out of it. It's actually going to make the submission even tighter. And Kelly thinks she's out going for the pin. Oh, only getting a two count. Two. Kelly getting a little bit frustrated, but going to come running into Perutso. The only with her elbow up. Follows up with a kick. The punishment's been taken out of her. Can't quite recover yet. Was she playing possum? Hello. <laughs> <There ain't no laughs> that Hello, is. possums. And a chop there, though, by Perutso. Fighting out the corner. Going for a hip toss. Takes her all the way down. That was an impressive move. Handspring backflip to a drop kick. Only gets a two, though. Two. That was nice. Showing a little bit of fire. Misses with a forearm, though. Here comes Kelly. Stern and first runs through with a clothesline off the uh, Irish whip. Throws a stern and first into the ropes as uh, Diona was bouncing off. Followed up with a clothesline. Takes her down, but only manages to get a two count. Two. Irish whip attempt blocked. Oh. Side Russian leg sweep rolls through to the Fujiwara armbar, and this could be it for Priscilla. 
Well, Kelly's in the middle of the ring. Nowhere to go, really. I don't think she's got a choice at the moment. And look at the ranking back by Perazzo. Well, that makes Priscilla Kelly tap. My God. So there you go. Dinner Perazzo through to the next round. She's in tears here. Very aggressive looking. Dan, what do you think of the match? It wasn't anything uh, special again. You know, there's there's not really been many standout matches on this tournament thus far. But, you know, it, it was for the greenness of them, you know, it, it wasn't terrible. Uh, one thing I do like, uh, we've got to be watch out for that armbar. Because the way she got it in there, the way she wrapped back. You know, she's only in that three before she tapped. And as we've seen in other tournaments, you know, go back to the UK tournament with um, Shankly Gates with Zach Gibson. A submission like that can get you through because you start, other people start fearing it as well as they go along. Perizzo showed me enough in that one to hopefully uh, be able to maybe, like you said, push forward a little bit in the next round. Let's hope her next round match, she will be facing the winner of uh, Karen Q and Zia Lee. You know, hopefully she can bring it out and we can see a little bit more for her. But I think impressive enough. Yes, yeah, so up next it is Dan's pick and aerial big swallowed Zeusies in the second match of the night. But this was a complete mismatch of styles, both in the ring and in terms of personality. So, Dan, tell me more about your pick, Ariel Monroe. She's five foot five. She's from Clearwater, Florida. She's a striker. But big swell, Ariel Monroe has a big personality and swole mentality. So, big swell. And she plans to show the whole WWE Universe what that means when she enters this year's May Young Classic. Equal parts sass and aggression, the muscular Monroe is unapologetically outspoken outside the ring and viciously loud inside it. A competent circuit for the last three years, Monroe learned the ropes under the likes of Southern wrestling legend George South and her husband, none other than the WWE Cruiserweight Champion Cedric Alexander. Prior training for the, prior to training for the squared circle, she was a fire truck mechanic in the U.S. Air Force, an experience which ingrained a deep sense of discipline in Monroe. Though Big Swole still oozes confidence, look for Monroe to do a talk where she's known for unpacking a wide variety of strikes, none more brutal than a ripcord forearm smash she calls dirty dancing. Yeah, so we'll look out for that. We've seen Italia in the crowd along with Bailey's number one fan. But here comes Zeusie's out here. She's five foot four from Mexico City, Mexico. Style Lucha Libre. Have you ever heard of Latin Strong Style? You know it well after seeing Zeusie's. A March Luchadora who hits so hard she calls herself Puerto Rican power and has a resume to back it up. Boasts more than just intense strength, Zeusie's is also a student of the aerial game where she demonstrates every time she brings an opponent crashing down from the top rope with her favourite move, the daring Spanish fly. A competitor who describes her style as different from everything. Zeusies has won many titles in Mexico, and she even won the mask of Princess Shugay, your yeah. pick from last year's Mae Young Classic, a grappler from the original Mae Young, in 2017. Can she add to a really long list of accomplishments with a winning performance in the Mae Young Classic? So, can on your side, Dan, she really took out, taken out one of your picks from last year's Mae Young Classic. She's going to get your number one pick here, Ariel Monroe. Well, do you remember Candice LeRae? When I went for her, the, the wife of Johnny Gargano, you know, so wives of wrestlers. Yeah. They do me poorly. <laughs> well, no, they do you what? I mean, she came up short against Basler last year, but we're talking about Monroe. And yeah, we see Alexander and uh, a son. At Walker. Ring, 
uh, daughter, hello, looks like, uh, daughter at ringside, and the crowd are definitely into Ariel Monroe. I can see why he picked her, see if she's got a bit of dirty dancing. I mean, I, I don't want to be racist here, but she does look a bit like MJ Jenkins. I'm just going to say it now. I mean, the photo's completely you saying different. saying I don't want to be racist <laughs> is probably more racist than a statement you made itself. Well, there you go. I'm just going to say it. They're very, very similar. As we start this, of course, Dan, you're going to be back in Ariel Monroe all the way. Come on, Zeusies. She's a big girl, Zeusies, for a little door. Yeah, but Ariel Monroe's the big swell. And she's married to a man with a big swell. Yeah, that's true. Forearm strike there. Ninny mucked up the green mohawk. And Monroe's not happy about that. Monroe trying a few kicks. I don't know if they're coming together for the two. Jesus, Irish whip reversed. Oh, that was a bit of a fumble. No, oh, and again, running the ropes. I think a drop kick dodged there. Well, the knee didn't look close, but she's going for the cover. Only getting a two count, though. Two. Juicy's nice forearm strike, but Monroe seems to like it. Now she's got hold of the hair. Oh, dear. Well, there's a couple of things you don't do in there, Dan. You don't touch Ariel Monroe's hair, and she gets a couple of palm strikes to the chest for touching Ariel's hair. Running the ropes and runs into a back fist. Monroe talking trash to Zeusies. Zeusies kicks her down. Well, as she kicked her leg out from underneath her, she headbutted uh, Zeusies knee. And then a nice forearm. That rocks Monroe. Gets sent into the corner. And now she's getting thrown around by said green hair that you're not supposed to touch. Yeah. And do you know what I love about this as well at the moment? I hope Ariel Monroe does go through your pick because... The winner of this match faces Io Shiara or Zia Brookside, which are both of our picks <coughs> in the next round. I'd love to take a couple of points off you. Oh, my word. She didn't like the hair being played with. But she ain't got a choice now. Susie's just picking her up and ragdolling her. Only getting a two count, though. Two. From the pin attempt. Oh, what moves this she got locked in, James? Oh, my word. Well, it looks like it's a variation of the abdominal... Um, of the abdominal stretch used, of course, by the late great Wilbur Schneider. Oh, but... Well, no, in in this variation, it's Wilma Schneider. I suppose. Oh, my God. Monroe then, and he sneaked the victory with a crucifix. Zeus gets his shoulder up at two. Two. Well, it's not pretty, but it might be effective. Oh, but Zeus is going straight back to the hair, ripping Monroe down to the mat, going for a cover. Her shoulder wasn't down, though. This has been awful. Yeah, I still managed to get two, though. Two. And now it's a camel clutch. With a fish hook. And this is going for the nose. Can't really miss it. Zeusy's there working all over your pick, Monroe. Well, what happens to people that get beaten down in the early part of the match? That's true, yeah. They lose. At the moment, Zeusy's in control of this. The crowd trying to get Monroe back in this. Who catches the leg of Zeusy when she went for a kick. Steps on the back of it, drops her to her knees, and runs in with a big uppercut. Upper what? Sends Zeusies flying back in the corner. Swole, 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 swole. Oh! Nice delayed back kick there. Zeusies was covering her face. Then goes for a cover, but only gets a two count. Two. That's impressive there, Bob Monroe. Tries again for a kick. Zeusy's covered her and now turns it round. Goes into the bridge. But the weight of her just kind of bends up. You're saying she's fat. Monroe stopped. Well, I was just saying the weight came down on Monroe. Stopped her from the pin attempt there. Here comes Ariel again. Catches her face buster into the mat. Go on, Ariel. 
Get your ripcord doodar out. Dirty dancing. Palm strikes to the chest. Give her the Lamborghini check. Oh, comes Ooh. running in, but gets crotched up on that top rope. And here comes Zeusie's. You know she loves to use that Spanish fly. If she can catch one row here. And your pick's in trouble. Bang! Bang. She's out. One, two, three. Oh. Yes! <laughs> we will not have a repeat of the Cruiserweight Classic here. Go back here. to being fucking ill, you can. We will Errol Monroe has been eliminated. Zeus has come through there. In, I can say, a terrible match. Dan, what that are your thoughts? absolutely awful match. It, there was a lot out there and, yeah, you know, they, they just didn't gel one bit. No, I think the Spanish fly was the best thing in that entire match. What is quite ironic by that is that Cedric Alexander uh, has been picking up a few wins with how his wife loses thanks to Zeus's, uh, who goes through and, like I say, she will face the winner of uh, Io Shiara or your pick, Dan, in... Um, going to lose to Zia Brookside. Zia Brookside, yeah. Oh, look at that, the baby's crying. The little daughter's oh. crying. Yeah, well, I tell you what, at least the dad is still cruiserweight champion. I mean, that's the only good... Yeah. But the action keeps on coming, because up next it's Casey Cantazaro versus Reina Gonzalez. Well, Gonzalez was looking for retribution after coming up short in last year's May Young Classic, and she looked like she had an easy first match. Well, Casey Cantazaro was her opponent. She's easily the smallest woman in the tournament at 5 foot and 100 pounds. She also given up a lot to the six foot two hundred pound Gonzalez. Yes, a foot and high. <laughs> and like basically a hundred body pa- weight. Exactly. Twice the size of her. <clears throat> but we have had a mismatch last week, didn't we? And no, uh, this is mixed match challenge, James. We haven't had any of that yet. No, last week Craven versus Lane. Craven was the bigger woman yes. and uh, did lose, so we might have it again this week. It's from Rayner or Casey. I'm gonna go for Rayner. Take it away then. Well, Reina, six foot from Rio Grande Valley in Texas. She's a powerhouse brawler. And Reina Gonzalez always dreamed of following her father's footsteps and entering the squared circle. That is the giant Gonzalez, by the way. No. <laughs> is it? No. <clears throat> uh, and she travelled all over Texas to watch her dad, Ricky, the dragon, Desperado Gonzalez, steamboat. What? <laughs> no, watching her dad... Ricky Desperado Gonzalez compete. In the process, she immersed herself in all facets of sports entertainment, including Lucha Libre. However, that doesn't mean you should expect many high-flying antics from this hard-hitting Texan. Describing herself as a little bit of sunshine mixed with a little hurricane, Gonzalez fights both ugly and dirty. She also possesses a lethal lariat that recalls memories of another famous Texas grappler, WWE Hall of Famer Stan Hansen. The tough-as-leather Gonzalez, who made a WWE Network debut in inaugural May Young Classic, plans to bruise the competition and leave her mark in a sophomore outing. And we see Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan at ringside, of course, part... Well, they were part of the page group. I don't know if they're called that anymore, are they? I don't fucking know. I can't remember the name of them. No, I honestly can't. I know Ruby Wright squad, but I can't remember the other one. But anyway, here we go. So it is Casey Canzano... Uh, she's five foot from Bellevue, New Jersey. She's a high flyer. She's a sports pioneer. The first woman to ever qualify. Let's just see her climb this pole quickly. 
Well, Casey Gonzalo is a spineer, the first woman to ever qualify for the finals of the NBC's American Ninja Warrior in 2013. Cantazaro remains the only female to complete the show's city finals course. Prior to obstacle course racing, Cantazaro was an NCAA Division I gymnast and was named the Southeast Regional Gymnast of the Year in 2012. Parlaying her American Ninja Warrior success into a WB contract, Cantazaro reported to the W Performance Centre earlier this year and she's piled her world-class athleticism and mind-blowing agility to the ring. Having already had figuratively and in the case of American Ninja Warriors walk wall, literally, Cantazaro plans to let nothing stand in the way of winning this year's May Young Classic. The former American Ninja Warriors thrown around... Oh, shit, hang on a minute. I'll tell you what, though. Cantazaro's music was horrible, but the way she climbed up to the ring post to get in the ring was quite cool. So here we go, then. So it's uh, Big versus Little. It's Casey versus Rayner. And Rayner looks serious. And <laughs> so look at the discrepancy in height. There is really uh, a massive difference here uh, to get this action started. And Casey looks happy. She has uh, climbed massive walls before, but I think the wall standing in front of her in Rayner Gonzalez is going to be difficult to pass. Tries to get a couple of strikes and just dives at her. But now just caught and span around. Was just thrown. Like she was ejected from a moving automobile. <laughs> and look at Raina Gonzalez just picking up Casey, throwing her into the turnbuckle. Huge forearm strikes and referee, who's dwarfed by her. Casey goes on the outside, though, tries to use her speed and quickness. Well, brilliant athleticism, though, comes in. Head scissors, throws her head first into the turnbuckle. Leaps up, looking for a flying cross body, but gets caught. Can't slam her down. Casey still using the speed, now chopping the legs. As Rayner throws her again, here comes Casey running in. Oh my God, turns around, trying to get the Hurricane Ronald submission in. Rayner turns it into a backbreaker, though. So this one is actually to face Rhea Ripley <coughs> in the next round. Wow, so we're going to have a complete second round matchup. And at the moment of the match, Rayner Gonzalez would be completely dominant over Casey Gonzano, choking her out in that second rope. I do like the, the kind of chaps that she's got at the moment. Yeah, they're a bit like a pair of jeans that have had the gusset ripped out of them. Mm. Well, we don't know if that's the plan or if it's just happened over time. You know, we, wow. we don't know how tough Rayna Gonzalez actually is. And she slams Casey down in the corner. Well, she is a Texan, so she's got them cowgirl boots on. And, of course, she's got the Heritage second generation superstar. And that was lovely on Casey Gonzalez. They went the opposite way on a slam. Casey managed to get the shoulder off at two. Two. Oh, is Casey going to get uh, compared to AJ Lee? Well, I think there is. I mean, there's a size, uh, the size, and definitely the kind of look at the moment in time. I would say AJ had a bit more personality, and if they're going to use the American Ninja Warrior stuff for her in this one, you just make sure everybody knows about it. Otherwise, she just seems a bit weird at the moment. But like we talk about AJ's, you know, breaking through, letting women like Casey have a chance in WWE. Someone's five foot. Alexa Bliss is another one of those. You know what I mean? That. Uh, has been given a chance. And it's not just a huge women's in Rayner. Picks up for a clothesline. Well, she gets out with a wheelbarrow, though, and then just a clubbing blow to the black back. One of them lands and just knocks her off her feet. Oh, my God. Casey cannot do anything at this moment in time. Every time she tries, Rayner just stops her with a kick. Scoop slam. One, two. Oh. Ooh. Casey managing to kick out. Ah. Showing a bit of toughness now, a bit of heart. Rayner may be getting a bit frustrated, but just kicking away at Casey. Big elbow drop, nearly collapses. Casey goes for the cover. 
Oh, but Casey managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Rayner throwing out to the corner. Come flying in with a spear, but Casey moves out of the way and Rayner hits nothing but ring post. And now this might be Casey's chance. Find a little bit of separation. Try and catch her breath back. Rayner's hurt, but she's not out. Comes running in with that elbow drop, but Casey moves out of the way. And a drop kick now. Knocking Rayner down, but not out. She's still on her leg. Still on her feet. Third time. Oh, no. Drop toe hold. Sends her draped over the second rope. Casey hopping over to the outside, grabbing hold of uh, Rayner's head and just hanging her up on the second rope. She's going to springboard her way back in. No. Oh, springboard's over the top rope, onto the second, and bounces. What's that, a seated drop kick? Yeah, hits that, turns it round. The leg drop to the back of Rayner's head. Oh. Only getting a two count, though. Two. Oh, my God. But Rayner Gonzalez up. She might have had enough now. Picks up choke slam. Casey turns it into the cover. Yes. Scores the upset with a kind of um, roll up pin. And a shocking victory. Casey is happy. Rayner is not. Uh, what a good match that was. Even though it was quick, it definitely told a story. Referee trying to hold Rayner away. But Casey gets a victory. Fair play to Casey there to win that. Dan, what do you think of the match? Uh, yeah, it wasn't a terrible match, you know. I think both these women jailed well. You t- certainly had the uh, Davina and Goliath story. I don't know. If it's, 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 it's a, they certainly had the David and Goliath story, you know, little against large. And, you know, this on this occasion, the, the smaller one in Casey... She managed to uh, get a sneak victory. Yeah. Can she sneak her way to the final? Well, the thing is, she is the smallest woman in the competition. She's going to find that as we go along. And going through and facing someone like Ray Ripley, it's going to be basically exactly the same match, isn't it? You know, Because we know Ray Ripley was dominant over MJ Jenkins. In the first encounter, Gonzalez is not finished yet. Let's come back in. Is she going to lay out Lacey? Oh, shaking the hand. And she lifts her up on her shoulder. Oh, a nice sign of respect there by Reina Gonzalez. But to be fair, if I was Casey, I'd just be happy that I got through that virtually unscathed. But unfortunately for her, we can't say that about second round match against Ray Ripley yet. But we have one more match left on this part. Of course, we'll bring you uh, the second part of the first round in a couple of weeks' time. But let's finish this one now. Let's finish this episode. And we should have a great main event here because it's Mercedes Martinez versus Ashley Rain. Well, the former Madison Rain of TNA made a WWE debut as Ashley Rain in a fight of the evening against one of last year's competitors in the May Young Classic, Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, as the two of the more experienced women wrestling on this episode, Martinez and Rain had a lot of pressure on them to perform at a high level. <clears throat> Why don't you take the TNA one, Dan? Tits and ass. Yeah, you take Rain. Well, she's five foot three from Columbus, Ohio, and she's a hybrid style. So, you know, she's got a bit of everything thrown in there. And keep your eye on Ashley Rain, the self-dubbed Queen Bee of SportsCenter, describing herself as adaptable between the ropes. Rain employs a tried-and-true arsenal of moves to devastating effect against a varying set of opponents. A 13-year ring veteran, Rain is a multi-time champion who's competed on tours of Japan, the UK, Europe and the United Arab Emirates and crossed paths with the likes of former WWE Women's Champion Mickey James in the past. 
motivated by the singular experience of watching Alandra Blaze versus Bornacano and a desire to etch her name alongside the greats. Rain is now one step closer to a goal as a competitor in the May Young Classic and the buzz is building. Do you get it, Queen B buzz? Oh, yeah, I get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Well, Mercedes Martinez, five foot seven from Waterbury, Connecticut. She's a powerhouse. Well, all the stars are out here tonight. Look at this. Youngest viewer here, here, Dan. So you know all the, look at the big ones that we got. The big cunts. The big ones. Yeah, but we'll move on to Mercedes Martinez. She's five foot seven from Waterbury, Connecticut. She's a powerhouse. Do you know, it took Mercedes Martinez 17 years to finally enter the WWE ring. But when she did, in the inaugural May Young Classic, she made it count. Advancing all the way to the semi-finals. A decorated champion on the US Independent Wrestling Circus Circuit, the Latina sensation was ousted in the tournament competition by a protege, Shania Basler. Yet before her elimination, Martinez made an unforgettable impression, wrecking opponents with devastating suplexes and spine-stretching jagged sleeper. Martinez worked tirelessly for nearly two decades to build her incredible resume, and now this Connecticut na- native, who's in the best shape of her career, will do whatever it takes to ensure a second May Young Classic ends in triumph. Well, Rain's entrance music was interesting. It doesn't match her personality whatsoever. Martinez has changed her look a bit since the first May Young Classic. Her tie was a bit flashier than it was last year. So here we go. Should be good, though. Former TNA superstar versus a woman who we know can do very well in tournament competition. Like I said, semi-finalist last year. Can she go one better? We've got Jess Carr as a referee now as we get to our main event on this episode of May Young Classic. And don't forget, we'll be bringing you a new episode every two weeks now up until the final of the May Young Classic will happen October 28th at the Women's Evolution pay-per-view. So here we go, Martinez coming out here. Who are you backing in this one? I know who we talked about in this one, but um, who do you think? Yeah, I'm going for Ashley Rain. Well, they do shake hands at the start, so that is quite nice. Yeah, I don't think Martinez really needs um, another long tournament, does she? If you think about it, she had it last year. Now she can give an opportunity to someone like Ashley Rain. Uh, Ashley Rain, don't get me wrong. I know, like we say, we don't usually focus on looks here, but um, maybe not the, the two of the prettiest superstars in WWE. Not so going to take away anything from them, but Ashley I just. Ashley Rain ain't too bad. Oh, no, I, I think she's been around a little bit. Uh, and I think this is a thing, a bit of freshness, you know, like we've seen in the tournament early on. I think with two veterans here, they've got to put on a good display, you know. They, they, there's no excuse of uh, being green in this one at all. Kind of an over top to start. Martinez going to manipulate the arms in the early go. And you see a manipulate of the arm there by Martinez working on Rain. But Rain, to her credit, fights out of that one, tries to grab the head of Martinez, bit unsuccessful though because Mercedes managed to pick her up, kind of fisherman suplex her down, doesn't just turns around right to the sleeper hold, and now grabs the uh, the neck of Rain. Jessica going to check, and Martinez has got the underhook on Rain now. He's trying to fight out of it. So yeah, I mean each of them probably got interesting partners, like say Ashley Rain, who just nearly died with that fold up suplex. Fuck enough. Well that was a quick victory there. Well, that was fold up like the accordion. Josh Matthews, her husband, will not save her in that situation. Situation. Now she finally goes for the cover. Rain gets up at two. Two. Searching for Mercedes, it comes up. Mercedes A class, Mercedes Benz, Mercedes C class, Mercedes AMG five line. Have a nice submission there by Martinez. Working down Ashley Rain. Crowd slowly getting behind Ashley, though. As she tries to get back to her feet. And this could be it now. This could be a submission. She's got the underhooks in. 
And Rain, I think, is grabbing the face. Well, Martinez trying to get out of this. Of course, Jess Carr will be looking closely. Rolls through. Desby trying to get the votes. And finally, a bit of a break. It has been all Martinez in the early going here. Big strike to the face of Ashley Rain. Oh, well, you know, Mercedes, she's, uh, she's well-versed in the May Young Classic. Falling short to uh, former NXT Women's Champion. Runner-up of last year's May Young Classic. Shane Yabazla. And we know how tough Baszler is. It's exactly the same with uh, Martinez. And look at this now. Just picking up Ashley Rain. And just showing her power here. Delayed super. A very, very, very delayed suplex. And the fans are getting behind her. All the blood rushing to Ashley Rain's head as she gets dropped. If she's not kept down for long, she's going to go try it again. Oh, no. Rain with a backslide, though. Oh, I love that move. It's a variation of the RKO. No. But not as powerful. And Mercedes managing to kick out. Oh. There's only two people who can do that move, love. And that's DDKO. Ashley Ray now building a bit of momentum. Mercedes in the middle of the ring. She runs up, hits her with a clothesline. Tries it again. Gets it down. Goes for the cover. But only a two. Two. We've not seen a lot of Ashley in this one. Apart from that, like I said, awful RKO attempt. But there we go. Spinebuster. Spinebuster folded up. Two. Oh. But Rain managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. There's Martinez looking to end this now. I like women with tattoos, but I think Mercedes has got too many. Oh, maybe going for the fisherman suplex. Rain turns it round. Big elbow strike to the jaw. Martinez just shakes it off. Rain hits a second, third. And some chops as well. Discus elbow drops Mercedes. Well, the forearms and the elbow strikes for the women are just so important as well. Because the thing is, with not being able to use a closed fist, you see most of these strikes. And again, a big clothesline by Rain. Neck breaker there. Trying to suck herself up into this match. Trying to get the crowd behind her as well. Comes running into Mercedes. Mercedes. <laughs> Have a stroke halfway through. Comes well into Martinez. Takes her down low with a forearm to the... Don't tap on it. Just get up there, girl. <laughs> She's looking to go up on the top turnbuckle. Martinez turns round. Oh, flying cross body. But was that a mistake? Up. Was that a mistake? Though? I know she's firing herself up, but not going for the cover then. When Martinez seemed to be hurt. She wants to hurt her even more. Swinging neck breaker. Looked like an overdrive there. Rain goes for the cover. One... Two. No. Oh, Martinez managing to kick out. Uh, well, you got to think to yourself, this is the first round of May Young Classic, and Martinez got through the semi-final. So if you want to try and beat her the first round, it's going to take everything that you've got, you know. It's not just going to be one finisher that you have. You've just going to have to try multiple moves to try and put away. Mercedes, and now she's trying for a dragon sleeper. This might be a bit of a mistake. Martinez turns it round. Fisherman suplex, but Ashley Rain turns it into her own. Pinning attempt and only gets a two count. Two. I don't want to see any more roll-up victories. We've seen enough tonight. Step up in Seguri. And that was nice by Ashley Rain. Again, going for the Dragon Sleeper. Maybe going to try another overdrive. No, Martinez turns it round. Throws Rain against the ropes and bounces off into a knee. I think the knee just collapsed the face. Of Ashley Rain, and now she's got her up. The Fisherwoman suplex. 
kind of running with it. Variation yeah. goes for the cover. One, two, three. There you go. So every pick I've gone for, just out of the blue, has lost. Well, maybe it's your luck this year's May Young Classic, but Martinez does beat Ashley Rayner. Very impressive by Martinez. And could she go one better this year? There's potential. Uh, Dan, what do you think of the match? It wasn't a terrible match. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of action. I don't see why it was billed as the main event. You know, it, it didn't bring anything more special than the other matches. There was a few good, you know, moves in this itself. You know, again, it, there's nothing, there's not been anything stand out, you know, like last year we had the, um, of course, we had, you know, Kari Sane, whose matches were stand out. And there was a few others thrown in there as well. But, you know, we, we've not seen anyone that, well, I've not seen anyone that makes me go, wow, she's definitely got it. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to not disagree with you there. Uh, Miko said last episode, I thought she put on quite a performance against Killer Kelly. And it's going to be interesting to see her go up against Mercedes Martinez in the next round as well. Uh, we have got that official match for the second round. Uh, we also got Ray Ripley versus Casey Gonzano, which will be interesting. Uh, and we've seen your pick go out on this episode. So we are halfway through the first round at the moment. Like I said, it's not really blown into something really spectacular yet, has it? But we have still got... I've still got my three picks. You've still got left. Uh, so it's going to be interesting as we move along. What would you say your match of the, the, the eight that we've seen so far has been? I would have to say it's probably been the uh, Satamura versus Killer Kelly. Yeah, I completely agree with you that one. Yeah, I gave that four hour, half, four and a half out of five. I was really impressed yeah, by that one. Uh, that was really, really good. But yeah, that is it for the May Young Classic now. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. I say a couple of weeks, probably a week's time now, depending on you know when I make the announcement about Everything that's happened recently. Uh, but don't forget, our next episode will be the WNR 178, which is the WNR W Network View for September. And that should be coming out, hopefully, tomorrow, if we sort everything out now. But that's it for now. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter or let us know what you think of the Mae Young Classic on Twitter, at WWE Network View or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at G underscore Rose. Across all the Google platforms, WWE Network View on Google+. Send us an email at wnrpodcast.gmail.com. What's on Facebook? Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review podcast. Got clips there. Podcasts go at the same time on YouTube. They do have places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Don't forget to subscribe to our Music Maker Deadly on there. We're also on Spreaker Radio. We've got our live shows coming on November. Stitcher Radio and iTunes. We can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. Don't forget, next episode, WNR 178. This is WNR for September. I have been James Rowlands, and as always, always joined by... Dan Mike. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.